From the high desert in Far East West Texas, this is the world's fastest growing sports media podcast with that sports TV ratings. Joining me for this episode is Sports Illustrator's Jimmy Trena. Jimmy was the only person I talked to uh, before the football season who predicted the ratings for the NFL would go down uh, this season again. And he made that prediction on the basis that uh, everything else in TV was going down and the NFL no longer would be able to uh, reach escape velocity from that. And uh, I don't think Jimmy gets enough credit for that prediction because Jimmy was right. Jimmy, welcome back to the podcast. I'm going to brag about that for the rest of my life. It was a uh, it was a good prediction, and uh, you know, uh, pretty early on in the season, I realized that it was a good prediction, and uh, and just ran with it. And uh, so, uh, with the ratings in the in the playoffs, uh, you know, going down the regular season and playoffs going down. Uh, I was not surprised that the uh, that the Super Bowl ratings went down, although they went down maybe a little bit further than I was expecting. Um, but uh, were you surprised with the uh, with the number that was reported? Um, no, I can't say that I was. I thought it really fell in line with what we saw during the regular season and the and the playoffs. Um, you had a great game, great finish. People needed to be there fourth quarter. And I think the rating in the fourth quarter was extremely strong. Right. Um, I, you know, it, I also feel like, and you know this obviously way better than me, I think, it's, I think it's a really hard day event to sort of analyze. Um, I mean, listen, they say 103 million people watch the game. We know that number makes no sense because people are watching it, you know, 10 people, 20 people, 30 people having yep. parties all over. So... It's a bizarre um, sort of day and an event, it's, and, and you know they got a great game. It would have you know that number now if the game wasn't great could have been really bad for the NFL. Yep. But the Super Bowl, I mean, listen, you take out Denver, Seattle, the Super Bowl is usually a very competitive game. And look at the ones just New England's been in Atlanta last yep. year, crazy game fourth quarter. The one against Seattle, yep. you know, their games against the Giants. Yep. Um, so you usually, outside of Denver, Seattle, the Super Bowl usually is a is a very good game where you're there in the fourth quarter, and and it's an event. It's more, you know, I I'll put it, I'm more surprised the ratings were down, for instance, on the Sunday of the AFC and NFC title games. Like to me, that's the football fan. The Super Bowl, you get so many non-football fans there, so it's just yep. an, it's a really tough thing to sort of analyze. I think. Yeah, I like uh, I like how you uh, how you framed it in a uh, something for every something for everyone uh, kind of way. And in uh, today's train of thoughts on the super, on the uh, on the Super Bowl ratings, where you're basically saying ah, if you're if you're rooting for the NFL ratings to go down because of the uh, the kneeling protesters, uh, you, you you know you got something to brag about. But uh, if you're uh, you know, if you're just more reasonable and think that we're in some kind of a secular decline now, um, you know, it, it, it just kind of makes sense that what happened is what happened. And uh, right. I think I think that is a great way to frame it. Uh, and so I'm going to I'm going to be the first person, I think, to ask you this. What are you looking for next year? I think there'll be a dip again next year. Uh, I, I don't think it'll be significant. But again, people's viewing habits are going to continue to change. And as long as that happens, 
I think, you know, the NFL was at such a high peak. So, do listen, if ratings go down another 10% next year, the league may start to panic. But I don't think it would be crazy. I mean, I, listen, I'll put it this way. You, I think you're going to see either an increase or a decrease of – one or two percent either way. I think after the last two seasons now, it's sort of it's where it's at. Um, I don't think you can see a steep decline. I, would, it, would it shock me if there was an increase of one or two percent? No, I think you'll get one or two percent change either way is what you'll end up getting. Yeah. So, you know, it's 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 interesting to me just because I think I, I, I just wonder if there's acceleration to, uh, you know, to other platforms via connected devices, whether it be Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime, or whatever. I, I just wonder if, you know, if there's been some kind of escalation in the last couple of years just because of people having new TVs that have that built in, um, you know, where, where that's just picking up any kind of steam. So I don't know that uh, that I'd be that surprised by, say, another 5% decline next year. But, uh, he, he, you know, here, here's a question that I have. So I think they're, the NFL, you know, th- there's there's things that they can do. I mean, clearly they can – they can, you know, fiddle around with replay and the uh, and the catch rules and and make and make that uh, and, and make that less confusing. And uh, you know, but it looks like now we're we're here with the Thursday night football for at least another five years after after the deal Fox signed. So that that's not going anywhere. Um, but even even if they ultimately fix that, the the thing that I keep wondering about is there really anything the NFL can do about CTE in terms of in terms of you know uh, people turn turning away from youth football and, you know, uh, parents not letting their kids play and, uh, you know, the gradual decline in uh, TV viewership that, that, that comes from that sort of thing. Is there anything the NFL can do about that? I don't, I don't think so. I mean, it, it's, it's a game where people get hit. They've tried to take steps so that the hits are not as frequent and as violent, but as long as a defensive player has to tackle an offensive player, I, I'm not, I'm definitely not smart enough to figure out what they can do in terms of, because you're asking for two things. You're asking, okay, let's cut back on the vicious hits that lead to injuries. And then let's get those people back to watching the NFL. I, it's a tall task right there. I don't know what the answer is on that one. Yeah, I, I I don't know either, and and uh, you know it's just it's just something that I think about. It's like uh, even even during the uh, you know the early part of the Super Bowl when the, I, I'm sorry I forget his name, but the the guy on the Patriots got you know he got just Brandon shellacked. Cooks, yeah, yeah. Brandon and, Cooks, and uh, you know he is flat on his back, and I mean you know uh, my reaction was immediately oh no oh no because I mean it just has a bad look to it, and. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, the, the, the tide for that kind of thing, I think it's just going to be no matter what the NFL does uh, around other issues uh, and, and no matter who's the commissioner, uh, that's just that just strikes me as a very tough challenge. The, uh, you know, the, the, the concussion yeah, I, aspect of the game, the players are bigger and faster than ever. I don't know. I don't know what you do. I really don't. Yeah, I know. I know you've talked about this now probably three times, and you talked about it uh, on uh, on Deitch's media roundtable. But uh, what's your take on uh, on Fox getting the uh, the Thursday NFL package? I mean, just as a football fan, I I, I like it because I just think I think Fox does a very good job with the NFL. I don't know. I'd be shocked if they used their pregame guys, but I always like that pregame show with Kurt Menefee and Terry Bradshaw and yeah. Howie Long and 
Jimmy Johnson, Mike Strahan. And I think they do a good job on the games. Um, you know, from a business standpoint, I thought the money was and the years were very surprising. As a fan, you know, they, you know, we talked about the ratings going down. I'm stunned at how many football fans don't like the Thursday night game. I have no problem with it because, listen, if I'm, you know, I get home from work on a Thursday and I'm sitting around, I'm more than happy to watch an NFL game. I think I'm in the minority on that. I mean, you have diehard football fans who, who think there's, you know, an oversaturation, there's too much football on, you know. Listen, I don't think that they should have a Thursday night game only because every single player hates it. It's not like some players hate it. They all hate it. So right. I think from that standpoint, the league is doing a disservice to their players. As just, you know, Jimmy Traina, Joe football fan, um, give me an NFL game on a Thursday night, and I'm more than happy. Yeah, so, uh, you know, I, I saw several people wondering if there's there's just something. In, and, and I get it, you know, because of the, the length of the term and the and the money spent. I get why people's minds go there, but people's minds are going to the place where, where somehow this is going to result in a better Thursday night football schedule for Fox. And uh, I'm just really not seeing it other than what Fox might be able to steal from itself from Sundays, you know, of its, of its own games that it can move around. Uh, I'm just not really seeing where the uh, great Thursday schedule is going to come from. Well, like I said on the Deitch podcast, I think the schedule gets – a little evaluated a little unfairly because I don't know how the NFL can listen outside of, you know, you know, not to put the Browns on prime time, but other than that, you really can't guess year to year. I mean, the Eagles won the Super Bowl this year. Nobody predicted that. Yep. Um, you know, you're going to have a team next year that you don't know. You know, the Jaguars this year probably had no prime time games. Maybe they had one Thursday night game. I don't even remember. The Jaguars will probably get a couple of Thursday night games. I mean, you can't predict, you know, I mentioned the Packers, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, you know, not, not a team you want to watch on, on prime time. The Texans lose to Sean Watson. Now he's going to be back. I can bet you they're going to put the Texans on prime time. They'll get a Thursday night. They'll get a Monday right. night. But again, you know, they'll put, um, I don't know. Uh, let's say they put the Steelers on, you know, prime time four, five, six times. That happens every year. Well, Ben Roethlisberger goes down in the first game of the season. There goes that. So, yeah, I think with injuries, it's very hard. You have the injury factor, and then you know there are teams that are good that you didn't think were going to be good, and teams that are bad that you didn't think would be bad. So, I think the scheduling is is a is a nitpick thing. I really do because there's only so much the NFL can do with that. Yeah, I, I agree with that, and I kind of agree with your with your sense that the uh, that even though everyone, uh, not just players, but the fans universally seem to complain about it, I don't really have that much of a problem with it. And, and uh, you know, if you throw in the games that aren't aren't truly Thursday in the Thursday package, like the Thanksgiving and the uh, and the kickoff games, I, you know, I would I would guess I wind up watching a little bit more Thursday football through the course of the year than even Monday night football. I'm the same way. I, I, I struggle much more with the Monday night game than the Thursday night game. I think after the weekend, you're done with football. I'm not, I was not a fan of Gruden at all, so that would wear on me. I, I thought he was relentless on the telecast. <laughs> I, oh, ESPN overall, their whole production, I find just – it's like it's, – it, it's, fran it's frantic. It's, it's very fast, the graphics, the music, the, the promoing thing. I mean, it's, it, it's a, I find it to be a very – rough telecast so and then like i said 
after you're watching football Thursday night, if you watch college all day Saturday, you have NFL all day Sunday. By Monday, I, 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 you know, I, it, it's it's a struggle. So, so you're is it is it fair to assume the uh, the uh, the hard the hard working part of your uh, of your degenerate gambling uh, season is over for now, and uh, it's all and, over. So, uh, so, so, how how do you you know how how do you survive between uh, you know b- between now and when college football kicks off? Well, I, it's you know it's, it's my off season. Like every NFL player and has an off season, <laughs> this is my off season now. So, I will you know I'll usually um, at some point during the summer I'll get bored and I may throw a little money into my account and bet a few baseball games, but that usually then ends up going away real quick not a money-making endeavor so um i just wait for next football listen i i I used to you know years ago in college right out of college i would bet nba baseball nhl and that didn't last too long so i am now disciplined enough where i just bet the nfl and college football and it's more than enough i'm very happy to have the next uh you know six months off (laughs) do do you uh do you jump in with a with a bracket during march madness or do you even lay off of that I actually I haven't done a bracket in I think the last like three or four years. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So, so so you're you're faithful to the rules. That that is that is good. Well, so, I'm uh, just not a college basketball fan. <laughs> <laughs> college basketball so, to me is a very like the, it starts in the middle of football season, and it's just hard for me to get into that. Like the timing of it is not great. So you've been uh, doing the 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 off the board podcast for mm-hmm. o- over six months now. How's that going? It's gone well. Um, when I can, you know, book a good guest, it goes well. It's booking. It really is, is the, is the challenge. I, once I'm interviewing someone and having a conversation with someone, I love it. And I find it really fun and enjoyable. Um, you know, given that the guest is willing to bring something to the table, you know, it's was it a weird... was it Chris was it Chris Long who who you lost the tape on very early yeah. when you yeah, yeah. so so, te- so tell that story. This is... to... Yeah, I don't like talking about it. it. Really, is depressing. But I had Chris Long, and he was great. It was a really really good podcast. He was into it, funny, just really amusing. And <laughs> what had happened was somewhat not to you know, pass off the buck because it's my fault ultimately, but uh, someone had finagled some button on the board that was not like a volume button. It was a button that I would never touch or know about. I, I would have never been able to fix it even I, if I had detected the problem. I mean, the person who actually fixed it, it took him a while to detect the problem, and his part of the interview was not recorded and lost the whole thing. Oh. That that is that is the uh, the podcaster's nightmare. But he's it he's is. gonna he's gonna do you a solid. I imagine that uh, that you will have him back on multiple times. I hope so. He's uh he's got a lot on his plate though. He's he's getting to a level now. I mean, he's got you know President Barack Obama tweeting about him after he donated his entire 2017 paycheck to various charities. He just won a Super Bowl. So I, I'm not I'm not gonna bank on getting him. Anytime in the near future, but maybe you know in the middle of the off season when these things have toned down. So you you you've kind of I think you've you've uh, you've gotten more sanguine on 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 Twitter lately. I haven't I haven't seen you really go off on anybody or or any narrative. I'm just wondering. <laughs> uh, 
I'm wondering, like, how do you react when you see the uh, the uh, waxing NBA while the NFL is waning narrative? I mean, that's one that I can't even begin to. I mean, I always, I, I, I don't know. I always thought, and maybe I'm wrong, and it's, I never thought I was someone who would go off on Twitter a lot. I mean, I would try to at least pick my spots. I really wanted to um, get into a thing about Tony Dungy today, and then I decided to back off that. Um, the NBA, listen, it's one of these things where it's just a time right now where no one cares about facts, whether it's on Twitter or in the White House. So it's it's a very, so now I think I'm sort of numb to it because I'll give you a perfect example. You may have been even in on this Twitter thread yesterday at some point where I was saying about, you know, it's really hard for the NFL to increase their ratings in this age of cord cutting and streaming. The, game, right. the Super Bowl was streamed not only on NBC, but also on Yahoo. So, you know, the, people had options on that. Fine. So then, of course, someone comes back and says, well, the NBA r- r- ratings are up. So now I have this dope comparing <laughs> a game with 100 million viewers to a regular season game that's getting, you know, 800,000 viewers and not realizing the potential to increase is a little bit greater for one than the other. Not to mention the NBA regular season ratings were down last year. So whatever uptick they're getting this year is just sort of balancing out the loss they had last year. So, you know, someone wants to come, you know, go on Twitter and compare the Super Bowl to a regular season, you know, Nuggets Bucks game. It, I, I don't even bother having the conversation. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure how I feel about it because you know the the. Uh, so first of all, I mean the the NBA ratings are up relative to the NBA, and that's a fine story. And I don't blame the uh, the NBA or Turner or ESPN for 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 touting those numbers. And the NBA, the NBA. Listen, the NBA is intriguing because of the players and the stars. LeBron's on. You're going to watch. The Warriors are on. You're going to watch. They have storylines and superstars, and their superstars are very out there on social media. There's craziness going on fights trash talking so uh, it's not shocking to me the nba rating would be up, would be up a little bit during the regular season yeah and i i think uh you know they they uh they're just riding uh you know continually it seems you know uh starting you know way back whenever the decision was uh you know i guess that was uh, 2009 or 2010 and, and and they have been riding the uh, you know the off season narrative since that time, and the, the last couple of years, and especially this past off season, uh, were, were very good, and 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 that's great. But yeah, you you bring up the uh, you know the 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 hatred of basic math, where you know people can't figure out you know uh, you know grow, growing growing a million to. Uh, you know, to 1.1 million is is a lot easier than you know growing growing 111 million to 112 million. Right, exactly. Editor's note: As you can uh, tell from the previous question, I start having a little bit of audio problems on my side, and uh, the next question, which was uh, sort of a long-winded question about how to operate on Twitter in the post-facts environment, uh, was horribly garbled. So I removed uh, my audio. And uh, I'm just including Jimmy's answer, and I apologize for the uh, for the audio issues. No, I think I think you should absolutely stick with facts. That's what I try to do, and I think that's what sane people try to do. Unfortunately, there are a lot of insane people in the world in this country. And listen, 
you had you have the person who's running the country right now tweeting about having the highest state of the union address ever that which is something that you can look up and find out that he did not but he still says that he did and then the people who support him go along with it so there is definitely a war on facts but you should not give up on them Listen, I wrote I wrote a column yesterday critiquing the NBC broadcast of the Super Bowl, specifically Michaels and Collinsworth, and someone sent me a tweet saying that my article was garbage because it was all in hindsight. So I wrote back and said, next time I critique a game broadcast, I'll do it before the game is played. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I mean, certainly some of the... Uh... Some of the comments that uh, that, you, that you had in your piece, either you or other people, were certainly making in real time as the as the game. I mean, so it wasn't really hindsight. Uh, you know, the, uh, particularly the complaints about Collinsworth, uh, they they, yeah. they seem to happen in in in, uh, in real time. Uh, did, here, here's a question for you, though. I mean, so I I, I think I agree with you that uh, that Chris and Al had a they had a bad game, and. Yeah. Uh, uh, particularly Chris, um, but yep. but it didn't really take away from my enjoyment of the game. You know, if I if I if I and I watched that pretty immersed end to end, and uh, it was such a good game that the game itself was enough to uh, to overcome uh, an off day for. for I have to Chris. say, I, it I, I usually takes a lot for me to be really annoyed at a, at a, at announcers during a game. I was annoyed with that. I thought Chris had. A real. It wasn't just a bad game. I thought Chris was really, really bad, and I didn't even write this because I didn't want it. If I, I, I thought if I wrote this, it might take away from the other points I was making, and I didn't want to do that. But I definitely, and I have no dog in the fight. I'm not a Patriot fan. I'm not an Eagle fan. I didn't bet either team. For me, it felt like both of those guys wanted a Patriots coronation at the end of that game, and they wanted to wax poetic about the dynasty and Belichick and Brady. And I started to – I actually had written that and deleted it before I posted it. But, again, this is where you get in trouble with Twitter because on one hand I'm saying don't read anything. And then I do know that, I mean, 99% of the comments on Twitter were, were, was about Collinsworth basically rooting for the Patriots. Now, do I think he was rooting for the Patriots? No. Do I think he wanted that storyline of the Patriots winning? Yes. And I thought he made it you know, pretty clear, which – took a toll on me during the game. You know, so so it surprises me only because I think the, you know, the alternate storyline is still pretty good. I mean, so if there's only one good story, um, you know, that that I get, but if you know, just from a particularly from a casual fan perspective, Nick, the Nick Foles story is a pretty good story. Oh, it's a phenomenal story and I thought they did a nice job giving Foles credit. But they wax poetic about Brady, and rightfully so. He had an all-time game. He threw for 500 yeah, yards. Yeah. But there was not one word from Chris Collinsworth Sunday night, not one word, about Matt Patricia or the Patriots' defense. You know, I mean, a little yeah, criticism I, would have been nice. Yeah, I wonder how Lions fans are feeling today, to be honest. Like, is, is that the guy that you want uh, who's yeah. just, just coming off of, you know. I mean, uh, they didn't have one sack, the Patriots, in that game. Yeah, and what do they have? One one stop where the where the uh, where the Eagles punted. Yeah, the forty one points, and that you know, and all, and all Chris is doing is 
waxing poetic about Brady. I mean, it was it was a little it was my, it was a little much for me, and I, it takes a lot. I I I I don't get into the announcers are rooting, and I, I think that's a really weak argument. But I mean, Al's call on the final play—you would have thought it was a game, you know, in October. Go listen oh, yeah, to Al yeah, call yeah, the yeah. Last he was subdued. Yep, yep. He was yeah. he was he was very subdued. So I don't think we've talked about this, and I think it was I think I think it was you. Who 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 was uh, was pushing this angle that uh, that uh, that Joe Buck just doesn't really get get his his uh, fair due uh, for yeah for being, it's gotten for, better it's gotten better but it's still there's still a lot of criticism out there that I don't get well I mean so I I get the I get the classic criticism of whatever whatever uh, if he's calling baseball um, whatever game he's calling both both fandoms are going to say he's rooting for the other team. No matter what right. he says, um, right. but uh, yeah, I I I I still like the uh, I I love the the Joe Buck Aikman booth uh, for for NFL, and although I'm 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 as you know at, as big at uh, slobbering over over Tony Romo as the next guy, uh, I I still really enjoy uh, Buck and Aikman, and uh, I used to feel that way about uh, about uh, about Chris and Al, but uh, but you know now 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 you have me thinking maybe maybe it's time time to move on from that. Listen, I, I, I they had a bad game. Um, you know I don't want to put so much stock into one game i i'll be honest with you at, at some point during the game i thought to myself because i know that you know everyone in america is dealing with this flu nonsense that's going around and i heard you know during the week there were stories about eagles players having it i thought maybe both of them might have had the flu. They, they were just so they were so flat throughout the game and um well, well, Al on the last well, play, I'm still trying to figure out if he didn't think it was the last play or what was going on there. Yeah, so I'll, I'll give uh, I'll give Al, you know, if 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 it turns out that Al Al was having the flu game, I'll buy that. I'm not sure if I can buy that with the Collinsworth who was who no, was you know call, yeah. calling and you, you you cited this in your in your article yesterday. You know, he he was he was calling you know, a, a play, the most important play of the game with like five minutes to go in the, right. in the first half. And I'm yeah, like, come on, come on. Like I said, it's one game. I, they, they, every Sunday night, they really do a solid job. So, um, I don't know. It's, yeah. And, and I also I, think, I, go, ahead, go ahead. I'm sorry. Now I was just going to say, I, I, you know, I still came away really, really enjoying the game. So uh, I think, yeah. you know, MB, you know, NBC managed to produce a great Super Bowl, even, even if, uh, even if Chris and Al were, uh, were a little bit off their games. Yeah, and I mean, that, listen, that's the other thing too. Like, I, that the game now has gotten so big, where you know maybe they're going the other way. You know, try, you know, they're not going to be nervous. Al's done this forever, but maybe it's like, listen. Let's, this is so big now. There's all these people watching this game who don't even watch football. You know, 100 million people are watching. Like, let's just, you know, let's let's not go crazy. Let's just call it like any other game. There could be some of that where they're actually outsiding themselves. I mean, I had Joe Buck on my podcast about a month ago, and he told me when he called the Super Bowl last year, he was like sipping on a beer in the first quarter to you know, <laughs> sort of just calm the nerves. So, you know, you got two opposite ends of the spectrum here. Uh, that that uh, that that reminds me that because because in that podcast uh, you 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 and you encouraged uh, Joe Buck to embrace the gamblers. So uh, what what do you think is going to happen 
uh, as far as the state of uh, legalized gambling and, and what that's going to mean in the near term, say, coming up over the next year? It's an interesting one because I think, I mean, the NFL is going to resist it, I think, as much and as long as they can. NBA is obviously embracing it. Um, you know, I, I'm not going to sit here and, and try to act like I know all of the laws and legalities and all that stuff. I don't. But I, the NFL does not want to get involved in any way, shape, or form with gambling, it, it seems like. Um, but the you know, the ridiculous part of that is that anyone who wants to bet on a sporting event is doing it. You're not you're not going to do you bet on the NFL? Uh, I did not this year. I have bet on okay. the NFL though. Okay, but I'm just saying if you're a person who does does not bet in the on the NFL and you have no interest in betting in the on the NFL, if they made it legal today, you're not gonna go start betting on the NFL tomorrow. I mean, it's you know, you're already doing it. It's sort of like the I don't know, sort of like the marijuana and and maybe you know argument. I mean, if someone wants to smoke marijuana, they're doing it now. You know, it's not the law's not so. To me, the leagues are missing out on a chance to make money because there was over a billion dollars bet on the Super Bowl. So by not having it legal, what what is Roger Goodell doing? Yeah, and I you know so I I can't help but think they're still rooting for you know for ultimately all the states to legalize it just because whether whether they have to, you know, put on some airs or, you know, figure out how to how to how to keep the game, you know, the the influencers away from the players or not, it's going to be good for, you know, NFL viewership if gambling is legal. I don't and I don't think that argument works anymore with the salaries the player makes. I don't I'm not quite sure that um you know Aaron Rodgers making a hundred million dollars is going to throw a game for a five hundred dollar wager. Right, right. Yep, yep. I, I don't. Uh, I don't really buy that either. So uh, I, I'll get you out of here. You, you, you can, you can make any wild prediction you want to make about anything. So you, you're the, uh, you, oh, you, you won the the two two thousand seventeen uh, sports TV ratings prognostication award, and deservedly so. That was a that was Jimmy. That was a great prediction. <laughs> Nobody else was making it. Uh, con- congratulations on uh, on making it and sticking with it. But uh, what else do you have? Wow, I wish I had time to prepare. Um, <laughs> I'll let you phone it in. You, you know, if you, I'm if going you... to predict that Joe Buck will no longer call baseball for Fox within. I'm going to go two more seasons. And uh, any, any follow up? Will he will he pick up some uh, some local games for the Cardinals to uh, maybe? To I mean, listen, I, he's not going to give up the NFL, but I got the vibe when he was on my podcast that he's maybe maybe doing both MLB and NFL. Is is it's been long enough doing both? I don't I don't think he's long for the Fox baseball booth. Um, so maybe this year, or next year, it it, it ends up. Uh, being his last year so, so so i lied i'm not getting you here out of here on that so uh what do you okay. think of the uh the a-rod vascursion mendoza sunday night baseball booth um i'm a little biased because i hate a-rod as a yankee fan <laughs> but i i i i i know that espn they love shiny new things and a big name like that there isn't one person in america who's going to watch a sunday night game because A-Rod was in the booth. If you, you're not, 
you're not going to watch a Royals Tigers game in the middle of the summer because A Rod's in the booth. He's so, not, I, so I am not so sure. So, uh, and uh, you know, you and I have talked about this uh, on Twitter. Uh, a big part of it for me is uh, is Matty V, who who I I really enjoy yeah. uh, doing baseball. Um, but uh, you know, if you if you'd asked me, was there any booth that ESPN could come up with that would get me excited for Sunday night baseball? I would have for sure said no. But uh, this booth actually does have me excited about maybe watching a midseason Sunday Royals Tigers game. Maybe. I, was, I definitely, I definitely think there's going to be interest out of the gates, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if they have a ratings bump the first month of the season, and then after that, I think it'll sort of get back to where it was. Remember, if if I'm not mistaken, I mean, we just started this whole conversation about it's hard to increase ratings. ESPN did increase their Sunday night ratings last, last season. Year, yep. So I think that's um, that'll be working against them because it's going to be hard again to post an increase. So we'll see how that plays out. I think I actually think that's a fascinating story to see what the ratings are for that game with them coming off an increase and then adding A-Rod and, and Riscursion. I think that's a very interesting story to watch yeah i'm also interested to see just like what uh what yankees games do locally and nationally now that uh they've added stanton to the mix after uh, having, i know having judge i would expect them to i i think you're going to see a big ratings increase there because i know ticket sales have gone through the roof you know in anticipation of that lineup so i would be stunned if those ratings did not go up and I feel like like half of the half of the Red Sox Yankees games will wind up on Sunday Night Baseball somehow. Anyway, it seems like they so, do uh, anyway, whether Stanton's involved or not. <laughs> that's usually the case. So uh, I look forward to seeing how those ratings are going. It's it's exciting stuff. It's going to be a fun baseball season. Hopefully, hopefully no injuries this year. Yeah, the, uh, the, I, there is definitely a buzz around the Yankees here in New York. Uh, so it'll be, and I guess the country will have fun rooting against them. So that that's good for Major League Baseball. That's for sure. Yeah, I think so. Jimmy, thanks as always for joining the podcast, and uh, and good luck with your buck prediction. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it, and hopefully I can go two for two. Thanks again to Jimmy Trainer for joining the podcast. You can find him via at Jimmy Trainer on Twitter. And uh, recent episodes of the podcast include Michael David Smith, who's the managing editor of Pro Football Talk, as well as executives from NBC Sports, Turner Sports, and ESPN, and that's Rick Cordella, Albert Scudervertino, and Burke Magnus, respectively. And uh, you can find those and all the other episodes on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, RSS, and SportsTVRatings.com. Thanks for listening.